I walk in honor. I walk in. I walk in His goodness. His goodness. And I shall be a blessing. And I shall be a blessing unto humanity. Unto humanity. In the name of in Jesus. The name of Jesus. My words. My words are the words of the Lord. The words of the my Lord. Actions my actions are the actions of the Lord. The actions of the Lord. From today, From today, I walk in a new level. I walk in a new of level the anointing and of the supernatural. I call forth that the superior, the superior and supernatural forces of heaven overshadow me. overshadow me lord god almighty, lord god almighty. wash my steps with butter anoint my feet with fresh oil make a way for me where there's not been a way and this man i declare them as a month of uncommon testimonies and mighty blessings in jesus precious name amen hallelujah can you take your seat in god's presence hallelujah Our God is a helper. Amen. And the psalmist said in Psalm 121, I'll lift up my eyes onto the hills. From whence comes my help? My help comes from the Lord. Just when my help comes from the Lord. When God created man, the very first thing he did was to empower man to do well in life. In Genesis 128, Bible says, and God bless them. Someone said, God bless them. God blessed them and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth, subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Now when this commission was given to man, the devil didn't like it. In fact, as a matter of fact, the Bible says that God created man and put him in the garden of Eden. Someone say Eden. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, it says that he put him in the Eden. Now Eden, uh, Eden, when God breathed into man, he received the breath of life. And the verse 15 says that he put them in the Garden of Eden. Eden means God's presence. Someone say God's presence. Now, the devil didn't like the fact that he had been thrown away from God's presence because of his rebellion. And so, he didn't want man also to be there. You know that some people, when they lose out on something, they don't want others to gain it. But you, what others lose, you will gain you didn't hear me. I said, what others lose, you gain. Amen. Your life will move on. Amen. From honor to honor. Amen. And progress to progress. Amen. So in Genesis chapter 3, from 1 to 6, Satan came as a serpent into the garden and as a woman, has the Lord God said that you shall not eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And he said, yes, God has said it. And then, you see, the question she asked was to create doubt uh, the uh, serpent as was to create doubt in her. He said, God has said that we should, we should not eat of it. And he said, no, 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 no. You can eat it. But the Lord said, the day you eat it, you shall die. The death here means to be disconnected from the life of God. To be separated from the life of God. And then the serpent said, you shall, when you eat it, you shall, you shall not die. But you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And then the verse number 6, the Bible says that when a woman saw that a tree was good for food, pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she, she took of it and ate of it. Amen. And the moment she did that, then God started pronouncing a condemnation. Because he said, man has sinned, has disobeyed me. So, they should be driven away from my presence. So, from the very day that man took of the seed of the serpent, 
See, the seed of the serpent was his words that he spoke. And man disobeyed God. Man got disconnected from the life of God. So he realized that from that day, man received a sin nature. He received that. So the Adamic nature became a sin nature. Instead of having God's nature, he began to have the nature of the devil. Because whoever you listen to, whoever speaks to you, influences you. So, as man assimilated the word of the devil, his, his spirit, which was a sinful spirit, got into man. That's the reason why we don't teach children how to sin. And David said, in sin was I conceived. And sometimes it's amazing that even babies can be angry. And they can slap you. When the food is not ready, at the time they want, they can give you a punch. <laughs> what a shock. So, it shows that that sin nature is there. But you see, God is a good God, knowing that we're on our way to destruction, sent his only begotten son to come and die on the cross of Calvary for our sake. Man tried to do good by covering himself with fig leaves. But the Lord killed an animal in Genesis 3.21 to symbolize the fact that without a shedding of blood, there will be no remission of sins. So he used that, the, the animal's skin to cover us. That means that man needed to be covered, but the man, the what needed to cover us was the blood of Jesus. Amen. That blood that was shed over there was symbolic of the blood of Jesus that was supposed to be shed. So Jesus, God eventually sent his son Jesus. That's why in John 3, 16, the Bible says, for God so loved the world. You see, when your child is going to sit for an exam and you know that your child hasn't prepared well, you do everything to help the child to pass the exam. By preparing well. So when God realized that man was on the downward course of total everlasting destruction, he decided to save man by giving man everlasting life. So in John 3, 16, the Bible says that for God so loved the world, the people in the world, yourself and myself, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That is eternal life, which is God's own kind of life. So this everlasting life is God's own kind of life. Amen. Every one of us, we have the life of our parents. We have inherited the DNA, deoxyribonucleic acid of our parents. That's why some of us are tall, some are short, some are fair, some are dark. The way we walk, the way we do things, uh, all the, is determined by the kind of genes we have inherited. And the kind of genes we have inherited from the devil makes us sinners. And that is why God came and presented the son Jesus. So that whoever receives him, receives his own life. And therefore begins to receive the DNA of God. And becomes a child of God. Can I have an amen? Oh, if you want to give a clap, you can do that. And so, in 1 John chapter 5 verse 11. 1 John 5 11. But we say, and this is the record that God has given to us eternal life. And this life is in his son. This is the record. Someone say, this is the record. What is the record? The record is that God has given to us eternal life. That is his own life. And this life is in his son, Jesus. Verse 12. He said, he that has the son has life. But he that has not the son of God has not this life. Amen. So it means that when somebody receives the son, Jesus, then he begins to get the life of God. And because he gets the life of God, he's able to overcome the life of sin. I believe that many of us sometimes will get up and say, I won't do that again. I won't do that again before God saved. 
But you get back in doing it more and more. Why? Because there is something inside of you that automatically makes you do that. It's automatic for birds to fly. It's automatic for monkeys to jump, you know, from one tree to another, operating, you know, in their own way. And it's, it's, it's natural for birds to chirp. And so it's natural also for us as humans, having inherited a sin nature, to sin automatically. But when you receive, you accept the fact that you are a sinner, you cannot save yourself, and you ask Jesus to come into your heart to be your Lord and your Savior, God's own kind of life is transferred into you so that the life you live, you no more live by the life, the genes of your parents, you no more live by the inheritance of the tribe you are coming from, but you live the life of God. Amen. And, and if Jesus now has become our Lord and Savior, Every good thing that you see, you don't have to be selfish. You've got to direct others to it. So in John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Amen. I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, no one goes to the Father except through me. Which means that Jesus is a signpost. Jesus is the one who directs people. So nobody else and nothing else directs people unto God. In fact, the Bible says that there's no name given under heaven by means of which one can be saved except Jesus. It's in the book of Acts. Can you look out for that scripture for me? Can I have an amen? Just what there's no name given under heaven by which one can be saved except the name of Jesus. Amen. Yeah. I think that's a song. Something, amen. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is so there's no salvation in any church. You didn't say amen. There's no salvation in any prophet. You didn't hear me. There's no salvation in any bishop. There's no salvation in any chief. There's no salvation in any political party. There's no salvation in any institution. There's no salvation with any man. There's no salvation in any other. There's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. So the only name by which we can be saved and the only personality by means which can be saved is the name Jesus. That's what I would say. At the mention of the name Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That means he's born. It means he's in charge to the glory of God the Father. Can I have an amen? Now, if Jesus has come to save us, then we have also been given a mandate to be able to spread this good news. Amen? So, the good news is not talking about your church. The good news is not a new pair of shoes you got. The good news is not the marriage you married. The good news is not the car. But the good news is the fact that Man was on his downward trend unto total destruction and God showed us mercy and sent us Jesus to die in our stead. And anybody who receives him becomes a brand new person and takes a U-turn. Can I have an amen? And when he takes a U-turn, he begins to have the life of God in him. And that's this Jesus was born, he lived on earth, he died. But on the third day, he rose up in glory. And he's seated at the right hand side of the Father, making intercession for us. 
And he said, come unto me, all you that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So if Jesus has done that, you see, if somebody dies for you, what else wouldn't you like to do for the person? What else? And so, if Jesus paid our price for us, then we've got to commit ourselves and become partners in his work. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9, the Bible says that God has made us partners. Tell somebody, I'm a partner. Yeah. We are laborers together with God. Can I have an amen? Now, what is God doing? God is in the business of saving people. Tell somebody, God is in the business of saving people. Amen. Do you believe that? The Bible says in Luke chapter 19, verse number 10, if you are there, say thank you, Jesus. Luke 19, 10. He says, for the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. So Jesus came to seek the lost. Amen. And if you are a co-laborer with God, in God has a business now. And God's agenda and God's business is a salvation of man. Hallelujah. You remember the story of the prodigal son? When he left his father's house, his father's heart was still seeking after him. And so when the young man decided to come back, his father didn't hesitate to receive him at all. In fact, on his way, the father had opened his arms up and the father received him into the house, gave him a change of clothing, and then uh, gave him a new ring uh, and they threw a party for him. In the same way to when you come to Jesus, when you come back to God, uh, he will change your garment of sin uh, and give you a garment of righteousness uh, to wash away your filth away, make you a, a new dress up person and put a ring. And a ring is a, a symbol of identity that you become identified with God. Uh, you become identified with the kingdom of God. You become identified with the fact that you are a child of the most high God and he will throw a party for you. That means that he will change your status quo. He will cause that goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. Somebody shout a big amen. Now, if Jesus came to save us, then we must go about in his business. That's somebody join the business of God. So shortly, I'm going to be sharing why we must be so winners because Jesus came to save the lost, to win the lost. Can I have an amen? In Mark 16, 15, Jesus himself said that go into all the world and preach. Tell somebody, preach. Uh, preach the gospel to every creature. Now, I told you that the gospel is not talking about your pastor. The gospel is not talking about your church. The gospel is not talking about some nice stuff that you've got. The gospel is talking about the fact that Jesus is the savior of the world. Jesus. Someone say, Jesus, the Savior of the world. That he came to live and died and rose again from the dead on our behalf. And whoever receives him becomes a brand new person. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If anyone be in Christ, is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And all things are of God. Can I have an amen? Now, in Matthew chapter, so the first reason why we must become soul winners is because uh, that is the great commission. You must be a soul winner because that is a great commission. 
the great command, the great mandate, great instruction, great order that has been given to us by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Can I have an amen? I'll say it again. You must be, you must be a soul winner, right? You must be a soul winner because that is the great commission. Somebody say great commission. That means that something that you got to commit yourself unto is a great command. Someone say great command. Command. Great mandate. Someone say great mandate. Great instruction. Great order. Given to us by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You see, when you must take the instructions of an important person very seriously. Now, if Jesus is your Savior and he has given you a command, then you've got to obey it. When your boss gives you a command and asks you to do A, B, C, then you don't do it, he'll get upset with you. And so, if you become a Christian, and if Jesus has paid a price to save you, and he's given you a command and a commission, then you've got to fulfill it. Can I have an amen? amen. So, what is a command? Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 to 20. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 to 20. If you are there, say thank you, Jesus. He says, Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power, so he said, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. So every power in heaven and every power on earth has been given to Jesus. So there's none left for the devil. All means all. It means that what the devil appraises is counterfeit. Amen. Verse 19. Go ye therefore and preach the gospel to Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Can I have an amen? amen. So this is talking about go and be a soul winner and get them established. And the verse 20 says that teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always. Amen. So if you, listen to me, if you want God to be with you, then become a soul winner. <laughs> you see, when Ghana government sends an ambassador somewhere, Ghana government is with the person. The person doesn't live in a foreign country by himself. He lives by the resources of gov government of Ghana. Amen. If the ambassador, if something happens in Ghana, the ambassador of the United States of America, in fact, where they stay, even on the grounds of the U.S. Embassy, it's not Ghana ground. So when you run to the U.S. Embassy, no policeman can come there and catch you. Except the embassy release you because you have entered into America and Ghana. Amen. And so, the American ambassador in Ghana and the workers live by the resources of America and protection of America. And when you also become a servant of God and you are involved in God's work and God's agenda that means that God's eyes are on you you didn't hear me and God is with you amen God is with you may God be for you and see many of us go to places sometimes we want protection is that not it 
Everybody, whatever you are doing, any business, your family, whatever, you want your marriage to be protected, your business to be protected, your family to be protected, you want protection. It's, it's fantastic, but protection is in the Lord. Isaiah 54, 17, we quote the scripture, it says, No weapon formed against you shall prosper, but every tongue that rises up in judgment against you, you shall condemn. But the second part says that, for this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. The heritage of the servants. Somebody says, servants. Isaiah 54, 13. Somebody sit with them and then help me out. Isaiah 54, 17, sorry, 17. 54, 17. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up in judgment against you, you shall condemn for this is what? The heritage of the servants. So it means that those who serve, they are the ones who are protected. You serve with the company, the company protects you. So you serve in the kingdom of God and God's kingdom will protect you. Not only will God's kingdom protect you, but God's kingdom will also provide for you. <laughs> Hallelujah. In Matthew, sorry, Mark chapter 10, verse number 28 to 30. Peter one day told Jesus, he said, Lord, we have left all to follow you. We've left all to follow you. And then look at the answer of Jesus. Jesus then told him, there is no man, read it with me, there is no man who has left house or brothers or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands for my sake, and the gospels, and what? And the what? Gospels. And what? The gospels. But he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses, brothers, and sisters, mothers, and children, and lands with persecution, and in the world to come, eternal life. So if you become a servant of God and a worshiper of Jesus Christ, you have both blessings in the now and blessings in eternity. UN cannot give you this kind of blessing. Amen. No institution can give you this kind of blessing. That you'll be blessed both on earth and in heaven. That you are protected. Sometimes, the most that Ghana government can do is to give you police protection or military protection. And this policeman can be tired and be sleepy. Eh? One day, we used to have some security men on our street, which we had employed. And I was going for a prayer walk. And then I went and somebody that this man was asleep. So I took his slippers away. Yeah. I took his slippers and I went back to him. He was still asleep. Now, I'm a tapper. Mr. Oga, now why did he sleep? You are endangering your, your own life. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. The person to protect us was asleep. But our God, he neither sleeps nor slumber. Yeah. Even on your hindsight, that where you cannot see and what you do not know, he knows everything. He knows the ones who want to attack you. And he knows how to deal with them. So, as you serve God, you are, it's, a, it's your divine insurance. Tell somebody, divine insurance. So, your preaching of the gospel and serving God is an assurance of a divine insurance. Did somebody get me here? Number two, you must be a soul winner because we are called to this great work of soul winning. Tell somebody, I have been called to this great work. 
How do you know that? Matthew 22 verse 14. He said, many are called. That's what he Many are called. Now, if you've got something very heavy to lift, will you, will you just get one person to lift it up? If this thing has to be lifted, will one person be lifted up? The, the many more people who lift it up, the lighter it becomes. So, God, listen to me. You see, most of you think that it is only pastors who have been called. And so when it comes to the pastors may only be leaders. Like, I mean, when we talk about Ghana, you know, military, it's not just the, 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 the generals eh, and the, the colonels and co. It's a rank and file. And then the officers. Can I have an amen? If we live with only the generals, then we probably will have just about 20 people. Yeah, there are not many generals. Amen? So we've got a lot of other people who, who form Ghana military. And in the same way too, when God is calling people, he doesn't call a few. That's why Bible says, many are called. So you are part of the many. Can I have an amen? That's when I'm part of the many. Glory to God. Now, the third thing is, you must be a soul winner because you were created to carry out the good work of soul winning. You were created. In fact, the reason why you were created was to carry out this good work. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. You were created for that. That's why I was created and crafted for that. Can I have an amen? You see, every talent you have. Some of you, you can play instruments. Is that right? You were created. Listen, every Christian, whatever work you do, you are a Christian first and then that. So, you are a Christian singer. You are a Christian artist. You are a Christian sweeper. You are a Christian banker. You are a Christian architect. You are a Christian first. That means that the Christianity, whatever work you do, must be used as a platform for your Christianity to advertise Christ. Can I have an amen? Wherever you are and whatever you do. So God, the Bible says in Ephesians 2.10, we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. Amen. You are created in Christ Jesus unto good works. So, what is a good work? The good work of preaching Christ, the good work of bringing people unto the saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Can I have an amen? I know when we are saved, we are finally we are heaven bound. But you see, we are not just saved to go to heaven immediately. Other than that, the moment you get saved, die. Save and die. Save and die. No. But you are to live on earth. And you are living on earth because of the fact that there is some work for you to do. You are created and crafted for this good work of salvation. Can I have an amen? Tell somebody, I've been created. Saved for a reason. And that's for the good work. Of saving others. The salvation of many depend on me. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand. So, Christians have a lot to do on earth before going to heaven. So, before you go to heaven, do something. Eh? We used to have a saying, do something before you die. Amen. Yeah. And we are to supposed to witness and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we must win the loss at what? All costs and at any cost. So the vision of our church 
is to follow what Jesus has said, to preach Christ to every soul and build Christ-centered churches, what? Globally. Amen. And then our mission, the me, so vision is what we intend to become. Our mission is what we are doing, and that is winning souls each day. That's what the winning souls each day. Amen. We are to win souls each day at all costs because each day people die. And anybody who dies without knowing Jesus as their Lord and Savior will go to hell. So each day we are supposed to win souls. Amen. And when babies are born, they, they have got to be established. Amen. And so establishing them, that's our second mission, is establishing them as disciples of Jesus Christ. That's what establishing them. As effective disciples of who? Jesus Christ. That means that they must become strong followers of Jesus. That's what the strong followers of Jesus. But you see, your work is not enough. So you don't save people and leave them out there. You must make sure that they have been brought to the house of God to be disciples. To be disciples means to become a follower. To do exactly what Christ was doing. And number three, helping them to discover their potentials and engage them in the church's ministry work. Your work is not done until the person has become a minister in the church. That is why my heart desire is to see everybody in this church become a minister. So you have not been called to warm chairs. You have been called into the work of the ministry. You see, every part, when a, a baby is born, you realize that sometimes they look very fragile. But as they are growing up, you see their body parts become stronger and stronger. Their hands become stronger for prehensile activity. Their feet get stronger so that they can be walking. They, are, they, are, I mean, they, they get stronger so that every part becomes stronger to, for, to perform well. We call it in biology form and function. Someone say form and function. And every one of us have been given a certain form to function in a particular way in the kingdom of God. That's why some of us can sing. And that's why some of us have got some nice smiles that will, can, can let people melt. And so when you stand there as a greeter, your, your smile alone will want that person to come back again. Amen. God has given every one of us a certain gift and so that we'll use it for the kingdom. And when people come to be saved, your assignment is to ensure that these ones become established and they begin to be engaged in the ministry work. To do the ministry work. When I got saved, I didn't know anything. I just was there. I used to follow this brother. He's going for evangelism and I would follow him and then he would share the word of God and he would also tell me sometimes, what do you have to say now? Chip in a word or two. And before I realized, I'd begun, I'd known how to preach and now I could go and do my own preaching. Amen. I, I could go and do my own preaching and today look at me. The guy who didn't know anything, didn't know how to preach there today by God's grace, he can say a few things in the kingdom. So, it, it, it is actually wrong for anybody to be in the church and two years, three years, you are the same. That you, you cannot preach. You are born as a Christian to be a preacher. Period. Every Christian must be a preacher. You may not necessarily be called into the fivefold to be a pastor or an apostle or a prophet. Are you getting me? But you have been called to be primarily a preacher, a minister. And if you look at a human body, every part of the human body plays a role for the body. And so if you're part of the body of Christ, then it means that you've got to play a role for the body. Any part of the body that's not playing a role becomes a problem for the body. So if you are not doing anything, that's why those who don't do much, you become a problem. Because when you are not, you, if you are not on the playing field, that's when you see all the problems. 
Oh, he shall kick that way. As a man, oh, as a man, oh, he shall kick the ball this way. He shall pass by that. You are not on the field. So you don't know the reality. You don't know how somebody has kicked him. Maybe as they are standing there, somebody was there on hindsight, or the inside when he bam. And so the guy is already nursing his pain. And so he couldn't kick the ball the way he had to kick the ball. But I came to tell you that you are not called to be saved, to come and warm the chair, to warm the pew, and to sit around and uh, to commentate, but to become a participant, a player in the kingdom of God. And everybody, you don't need a theological school to do that. Amen. And finally, our mission is what? The fourth one is what? Creating an atmosphere of the presence of God through praise and worship. And finally, preaching the, preaching the word of God to transform lives. Amen. So as we're preaching, lives are being transformed. And as you preach, lives will be transformed. I said lives will be transformed. Sometimes it's amazing. Somebody meets me. I remember I was right. Somebody saw me. He was in a taxi. The person got I said, you came to this place. You preach. And today I'm, I'm this. Somebody said, because of you, I've become a preacher. Me too, I'm a pastor. I'm pastoring here and there. I said, I don't even remember. It's only heaven that will determine the kind of things that we have done. And you want to make sure that you join Jesus in the salvation of souls of people. Can I have an amen? You know something? Many Christians are backsliding every day because they have no purpose for being in the church. Yeah. You see, if you have no purpose in the church, you just come and sit there and then you feel very flat. You are not excited. Can I have an amen? And so, you, when you even come to church, you say, what's the reason for coming to church? So, oftentimes, when you don't even have a real need, you may not feel like coming. I hope you are getting me. You don't feel like coming. Well, what the... And you don't feel like coming early. But if you are in a group and there is something for you to do, you are going to be there. You see, if you don't have work to do, eh, waking up in the morning can be a dreary thing. But when there is work for you to do, I mean, no matter how tired you are, you push yourself. And when there is work for you to do in the kingdom of God, no matter all the challenges, you will rise up. Amen. So, don't be part of those who join the church and they drop out, finding no meaning. Anyone who engages in soul winning will begin to discover the reason for their salvation. Amen. And soul winning increases the self-esteem of the Christian. You see, when you win souls, eh, it will increase your self-esteem. So, it takes us to the fourth point. You must be a soul winner because it gives great joy and energizes Christians. It gives what? Great joy and energizes Christians. In Luke chapter 10, verse 1 to 3 and 17, the Bible says that, And these things the Lord appointed other, seven, other 70 also. Send them two by two before his face into every city and place. Therefore he said unto them, You know, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into the into where? The, his, his harvest. I wanted to jump to the verse number 17. He said, go your way. 17, please. And the 17 returned again with what? Joy, saying the Lord. Even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Hallelujah. So you realize that when you preach a gospel, 
You see, having been a woman before, I am not a woman. And when women are pregnant, you can see the real difficulty. But after they deliver, sometimes when they are delivering, they are even insulting. They are insulting. But the moment that they deliver, you can see smiles on their face. A certain kind of joy. Joy unspeakable. And even though they said they won't give birth again, you see that they go again and again and again. There's a joy. It, and you can never tell the kind of joy you have when you preach to souls who give their life to Jesus. Those of you who say, I am not a happy person. Listen, if you want to be happy, you want to be joyful, go and make others happy. By telling them about Jesus Christ. And bringing them into the kingdom. When you see them saved, you begin to forget about your problems. When you see them saved, God will give you a, special, a certain kind of joy. Can I have an amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. You must also be a soul winner because true greatness of any church is not necessarily how many it sees, but how many it sends out. Can I have an amen? Yeah. Now, when we are also engaged in soul winning, it takes away petty quarrels. You see, um, in Philippians 2, 4, Bible says that people, we are not to think about ourselves, but others. So somebody, others. Yeah. So we must think about others. Tell somebody, others. Yeah. And when you are thinking about others, it takes away. You are busy winning souls. So there's no room for the quarrelings. There's no room for Our focus is on the, on the word of God. The next one, you must be a soul winner because soul winner, I told you, generates what? Divine support and protection. Someone say, divine support and protection. In John chapter 4, verse 36, listen to me. Every soul you win, God will pay you. <laughs> you see, when you work for the bank, eh, I think there are those who go around and then try to get customers for the bank. What is their name? Direct what? Sales. So they bring more customers to the bank. They convince people for people to come and save with the bank or come and take loans. Do business with the bank. I hear with me. Dude, in the same way, now, the, the more people they bring to the bank, the, the greater their commission. So, when you bring people into the kingdom, every soul you bring to the kingdom, God will reward you for that. That is why he says that he that reapeth receives what? Wages and gathers fruit unto eternal life. Can I have an amen? He that reapeth, he that reapeth the souls receives wages. He that goes to for souls receive wages. No wonder sometimes you'll you be there. And you see maybe those who are involved in the ministry work, you see them, they start, and they don't seem to have anything. But over a certain period of time, God, you see them blessed in some way. And people are angry with them. If you work for a company for five years, ten years, don't you see an improvement in your life? And if you can work for a bank, commercial bank, NIB, and any of our banks. And banking is dignified, Susu. Just collect people's money. And people's money, they used to wear their coats. People's money, they used to they give them loans to buy cars. And it makes them look important. Is that not it? Yeah, every bank, they feel important. But you are an important person when you work for the most high God. 
And if the bank can take, the, 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 when the bank that can get into insolvency, get, can, can, uh, I mean, uh, they can take care of their people for a season, how much more Jehovah God who never go bankrupt, that he will not take care of you when you serve him. But you see, many people, if you want to tell them that come and join, do the ministry work, they have no faith and no confidence in it. I remember when I finished investing and I said I was going to full time. One young lady looked at me and said, you are stupid. You are foolish. My uncle told me, I said, he didn't understand. And during our time, we're only three investors in the world, uh, in Ghana. And had opportunity to receive scholarship, go and study outside and all those things. And he said, you are going to do ministry work. And in our time, most ministers didn't have cars. It's not like today. That you see that pastors look, you know, they dress well. Those days, you see the pastor's shoe and either why are by force or bow-legged by force. Because as one shoe, but God is a rewarder. I said God is a rewarder. Hebrews 11 says that he that, you know, cometh to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. It's only a matter of time. And I came to tell somebody that if you join the forces of God in, for the salvation of humanity, God will reward you. I said this my God will reward you. This God will take care of you. And that's why you must get involved. Listen, the best job you can ever do on planet earth is to be doing the business of God. Oh, you didn't say amen. 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 Because that business or that employer, he can die. That business tycoon, his money can be bent overnight. Everything can be bent overnight. In America, three, four years ago, there were people in business and big jobs. The next moment, they're out of jobs. Some even didn't have accommodation. Thrown out of out of their businesses, thrown out of their homes. Your best security is to be secured in Christ. Oh, your amen is weak. Can I have an amen? So your true protection is in the Lord. Can I have an amen? In Psalm 91, 14 to 16, do you want true security? It's in the Lord. Tell somebody, it's in the Lord. Yeah. And we the churches, we must know why we exist. Tell somebody you must know where you are. Is this? Look at Luke chapter 15, verse 7. He says, I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repents more than over 99 just persons which need no repentance. So when we win souls, joy comes to heaven. Can I have an amen? Would, wouldn't you want joy to be in heaven? For God to be joyful in heaven, the angels of God to be joyful in heaven. The verse 10 says that I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repents. So that means that when you go out and you win a soul, even the angels of God rejoice. And the reason why churches are there, listen to me, the churches are not are there not for deliverances. The church house is not a place where we are manufacturing miracles or whatever. The church place is a place where people are being trained to do the work of God so that we'll go out and win souls and bring them. It's a, it's a soul winning I mean, machinery. Can I have an amen? Oh, you, don't, you didn't get it. You, you missed a place to give God a hand of praise. Oh, yes. You see, Embassies exist to represent the government which, which they came. Is that right? From which they came. Similarly, churches are heavily embassies. Amen. 
And like I was telling you, many pray for divine protection and cool. But real divine protection is in the Lord. Psalm 91 verse 14 to 16. Read it with me quickly. Psalm 91, 14 to 16. If you are there, say thank you, Jesus. Now he said, because he has set his love upon me, because he has become interested in me, may you become interested in God. Do you know that when you are interested in somebody, the person becomes interested in you? When you are even interested in somebody's child, the person becomes interested in you as well. The person will automatically like, like you. So he said, because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. It means that when you set your love upon the things of God, God will deliver you. May God deliver you. That's the reason why when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, because they set their heart unto God, when they put them in the fire, the fire could not burn them. And the Lord said, Lo, I am with you always. Can I have an amen? They put Daniel in the lion's den at a time when the lions will be hungry because lions eat in the night. Lions eat in the night. And yet the lion, their mouth got shut up. May every lion set against you, may their mouth be shut up. May they lose their appetite. I said, may they lose their appetite. Never to be able to open their mouths against you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him, and I will set him on high. Our God is a God who sets on high. He puts down one and lifts up another. This month, I see God lifting you high. I see God setting you on high. You didn't hear me. I said, I see God setting you on high. Setting you on high. Setting you on high. Because he has known my name. Can I have an amen? Yes. Because what? He has known my name. He has known my name. The other day I was preaching. I said, hey, where I'm coming from? Then I, I traveled to countries. And they received me at the airport with bouquets. I'm sitting in one car. And there are others, other cars with security. And people are following me. And they come in into immigration and pick me up. Take my passport, take you through things. And special people are assigned to you. It can only be God. It's the God who sets on high. As you serve him, he will set you on high. He will turn your story around. I said, he will set your story on high. Last Friday, we want to watch the premiering of the life of Bishop Charles Ajinasari. And this was a guy whose father at the point even rejected him because he was into drugs. At age 11, he was already smoking. By the time he was 14, he was into ganja and all kinds of things. And I think by 14, he had committed his first abortion. Done all kinds of things. Yes, with women, all kinds of things. So by the time he got to form five, he was so bad that he had to be sacked from school. And his father also said, out. But he had an encounter with the Lord. He heard from heaven. When God touched his life, through the preaching of one man, through the preaching of one, it was not a big church. This white guy came around and preached. And whilst was there, in fact, actually, he was actually even going to chase a lady. And the lady said, I want to introduce you to my boyfriend. And that before I become your boyfriend, come and meet my spiritual boyfriend. And as they got to church, he gave his life to Christ. Now the lady said, now that you have received my spiritual boyfriend, I can be your, 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 your girlfriend. Then he said, no, I don't like you again. I like the God that I have received. The power of God 
can change people. And the man who was used to chant and used to do all kinds of things, his life is transformed. And by the grace of God, God, God has set him on high, preach in 91 nations of the world. Can I have an amen? Yes. Yeah. And through him, we travel together on a chartered flight. And look at me. Presidential lounge. Let me to me now, also. They're coming to ask me, what do you want to drink? What do you want to take? Are you here with me? Yeah. Receiving presidential treatment at the airport. It's the Lord who sets on high. I want you to know that the Lord God Almighty will pick you from nobody and make you a somebody. Out of the pit will set you on the mountaintop for a glorious exhibition. If only you will join him in his assignment. If you commit your resources, if you commit your time, if you commit your talent, your time, your treasure, and your talents, the three T's unto God, he will honor you. Amen. The day I was being ordained, my mom and dad were there. And they said, they saw the host of all the preachers, Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams, Bishop James Sir, Dr. Mpiakofi, Dr. Fred Digbe. So all of these guys were there and they said, this guy is there because of our son. God will let people be there because you are serving. You will be honored. Because he has known my name, I will set you on high. May the Lord set you on high. And may your, he cause your children to be set on high. You will never go wrong as you serve him. Give him your time. By the grace of God, I can attest to the fact that from being a teenager to being 60 years this year. Yeah. Serve God. This is my 45 years. 45 years of giving my life to Jesus. Walk with him. As a secondary school student, became a school prefect in a school that you are not qualified. Because I attended a Catholic school and a, non, and a non-Catholic was not permitted to become a school prefect. But by the hand of Jehovah, my, my headmaster was even a priest, Catholic priest, like me. And I became a school prefect. A non-Catholic in a Catholic school. It can only be the hand of God. I, I see, I, I'm just trying to share this thing with you. Those of you who have held back and then you're poor, sorry, not for a Bible. You will never give God your 10 minutes. You have 50 minutes. You have time for everything, but no time for God. No time for God. Yes. Circulation. Make sure that you are breathing. God has protected you in many ways. You've escaped death by a shave of a blade. Many ways God has been kind to you. Some of you, your wives went to a labor ward and came back. Came back with their children. Others go and they don't come back. And they lose their children as well. And even some of the children cannot lift their hands. They cannot talk. They cannot see. They cannot speak. But your children can see. They can hear. Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. If for nothing at all, look at your children. If for nothing at all, look at your wife. If for nothing at all, look at your parents. Look at somebody around you and look at your own life. Even the fact that you are sitting down. Because some people cannot sit down by themselves. They will slump and fall down. They've got to be supported. 
but you are sitting by yourself. You probably took your own bath this morning. You are able to clean your own hair. You are able to do a lot of things by yourself. And God says, give me your time. I need your time. I need your one hour. I need your one hour a week. I need your 30 minutes. I need your 20 minutes. Pray for some soul. Bring somebody to my house so that my house shall be filled and so that people shall be saved from condemnation, going to hell. Ladies and gentlemen, hell is real. And one of these days, listen to me, there are some people that God is going to charge you Give you a murder charge. Yes, in Ezekiel. He says that if you do not want certain people and they go to hell, he said that I will charge you. So some of you, God will charge you. He said, because you didn't tell that friend of yours. Because you didn't go out to tell somebody about Jesus. Because you didn't do that. You have downplayed your salvation. You have downplayed the good thing that has happened to you. If you ever fell ill with a particular sickness, and you see that another person has that same sickness, you'll be a wicked person if you don't tell the person the therapy you got. Did you get that? If you suffered a certain sickness, and you got a certain kind of medication, and you were blessed, and you see somebody who has the same kind of problem, and you hide the secret of that medication. No, you're born here, no, you're a wicked person. And you have found Christ. And Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Tell others about Jesus. Lead them to the law. Save the loss at all costs. It's going to, it's going to cost you something. Tell someone, it's going to cost you something. When I got saved, my heart started burning for lost souls. Because I've seen how people can just go to church and become nominal Christians. I used to be an altar boy. I was serving mass in the church, but I was not saved. And uh, when you stand by the priest, and then some of the senior guys will tell you that the Mugeli, Oba, for your communion plate, no for say. So as you can say, come, the table of the Lord. So when the ladies are coming, the table of the Lord, when you put it here, it means that see me. Then after the after the service, he said, senior, he said, yeah, hun. In the church room, in the church room, we are reciting Rosewood. Please forgive me. I'm not discrediting. I'm only telling the sins we are committed. And the things we thought that we were in church. And we thought we were serving. And meanwhile, we're wearing cassock. And holding the cross. And walking out. And that's what many of us do. We come to the church with holier-than-thou faces. But our minds and attitudes are totally different. And we're leading a different kind of life. And I thought I was saved by being in the church. I was cleaning the church, doing all those things, but I was not saved until I came to find Jesus. So when, I, when Jesus found me and got me saved, I took that fire and I said, I'm going out. Started preaching. And at times I could go in the front place. I remember on one particular day, walk over 40 miles through elephant grass, carrying our bags, remove their shoes, walk, and use one hand to be parting the elephant grass because it was taller. As you are parting it, it will be cutting you. It will be cutting you. 
and going to a place where there are souls uh, that nobody is going there to go and preach the gospel to them. Going through rivers and the rivers took some of our shoes away and uh, whatever. And walking on tree stumps, when, I, when you look under my feet, you will see the tree stumps that have pierced the place. They are a symbol of souls that we have reached for Jesus Christ. I remember crossing the Black Volta in Tumu area. Here, in the middle of it, there were live crocodiles. Live crocodiles. And we're crossing over not to a place where we're going to get a dime from anybody. We never preach. And by the grace of God, I've never preached because somebody was going to give you a peswa. I preached because Jesus has saved me and it was my lot and my portion to share it with others. And I told the Lord, if you, if you have called me to this world and you can't take care of me, then that's up to you. That's why I preach the way I preach. And I don't look up to anybody. I look to God. But if I preach in your church, it's your responsibility also to bless me. So let the balance be there. But I'm not preaching, I'm not preaching just to collect anything from you. And I want to encourage you that listen, there are souls over there. Eh? Some of the places, villages have gone to, towns in Ghana here, they had not heard, they knew about Coca-Cola, but they didn't know about Jesus Christ. And I'm not kidding. They knew. And we had to stay in rooms with dogs. See, preachers, we must win souls each day at all costs to sleep in a room with dogs and goats on a bed. No proper bed, though. What the bench is so? What the bench is so? And we have, our clothes are wet because of rains. So you can't cover yourself in a mosquito-infested room. And the ground is full of feces of mice. Eh? Mice, what kind of fancy that? Increbinum. Yet the increbinum. Increbimu. Yes. For Jesus. You say you want a hotel. They are not putting me in a hotel. What is it they are doing? Eh, mosquitoes are biting. You feel like going to the washroom. There's no washroom. It's open air. Okotuwa. Mosquitoes, you know. Ebahu. You don't, you don't slap them. You scoop them because they are going nowhere. It's as if there's glue around your buttocks. And you have to put them like that and throw them away. Put them like that for Jesus. I want to encourage you. Listen to me. The white man in the 1800s and co, they came. Zimmerman. They came to Abokobi and co. They have to write a gun. Gun Bible. Those of you are guns. You owe Zimmerman and his generation. These guys were coming and dying out of malaria. And when they come and they say, people have died. 17, 18 year olds, they die. And when they die, they are still bringing more people to come and die. You, 15 minutes walk, you don't want to die. And I'm not talking about physical death. You don't want to pay any price. Yeah, bread. I don't want to swallow my bread. We could my bread. Hey, we too sincere, you 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 may not value. I could stand in a tractor for twenty four hours, and when I get there, I'm not going to sleep straight into preaching. I remember I was from Malaysia. Flew almost a whole day because we're into many kinds of things, and the moment I got to South Africa, in the morning straight to. Go and change and then to church to go and preach the gospel. 
No food, nothing. You are going to do it. And you think God will not reward you? God will reward you. You see, many of us in this church, we are young people. And if you are a young person, this is the time to serve God. Remember the Lord in the days of your youth. Before the evil days come. Because at a certain age, practically, you cannot do a lot of things. Amen. That is why me, I see myself as a young man. And this is the time I want to do more for the Lord. Do more for the Lord. Because a time may come that you will not have this opportunity. Can I have an amen? A time will come you not have this opportunity. You'll be looking for it, but you may not have it. You have a lot of friends. You are in school. <laughs> when I was in school, I was a school prefect. I used my school professorship to preach. Hey, let me preach here. When you misbehave, I tell you, do you know that you have sinned? And that the wages of sin is death? I will use that to preach Christ. Your business you do. You must use that to bring people to Christ. Amen. Getting our lecturers saved. Those of you who go to university. What's that? I was speaking to my lecturers. Preaching to my lecturers. Every, every soul is a soul and is precious to God. And when you pray, you are anointed. You go and say, even the lecturer that wants to chase you. He said, I want to introduce you to somebody special. Why are you winning hard? I want you to know Jesus loves you. Say, Jesus loves you. This thing you are doing is sin. And the thing that you are going to do, it will bring a curse on you. The wages of sin is death. To bring a problem on you. And you quote how Judah went to sleep with his daughter-in-law. Please, I beg you, nobody in this church should ever go and sleep with a man or a woman you are not married to. It will bring a curse perpetually on your generations. If you love your generations after you and yourself, do not engage yourself in fornication and adultery. It will open a door for something bad to come to you. From today, determine and say, I'm going to live my life for the Lord. I will serve him with all my heart. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, after here, you know what we are going to do? We are launching out there. We are taking the church to the streets. We are taking our tracks after service for about 30 minutes. Last, yesterday, I was out there preaching on the street with the speaker, preaching. And we are going to do that. As a, if you are a member of this church, then our commission is to preach Christ eh, to every soul. Build Christ and, and then winning souls each day. This is what we are doing. If you have a shop that sells tomatoes, isn't tomato you sell every day? If you work for Nestle, they produce milk. Is that not it? Daily. They have a machine that produces milk. So if we say we're a church, then our machine must be producing souls. <laughs> so we are going to, we are going after church. That's why some of them are wearing t-shirts. Yesterday we went. Today we are going. If you say you are a lover of Jesus, after church, everybody is carrying tracks, gospel tracks. Right in front here. We are not going far. Right in front in this area. Many people pass by. You want to tell somebody about Jesus. Give Jesus only 30 minutes of your time. And only 30. I'm not asking for much. Only 30 minutes of your time. And give out the gospel trial. And see if this God will not bless you. As I bring my message to a close. Heard this pastor who said that he was preaching about this same thing I was telling you. Hello, madam, are you here with me? 
Good. And then his church member, who had a lot of goods but they were not being sold, decided to take some of the tracts and go somewhere in Kruman Circle to go and be distributing the tracts. Amazingly, the following day, when she got to her shop, said, people started coming in to buy the thing. And she went to the pastor and said, Pastor, you know, as I stand here, I have not less than 50,000 CDs in my bag as sales. Hitherto, I had never made any sales like this. But after joining the bandwagon in going to save souls, look at what the Lord has done for me. You can't serve God and he will not bless you. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not out of word, but I'm out of time.